Hey, my name is Lauren Frieder, and my husband Drew and I are lead pastors at Lift Church. We are on the eastern shore of Maryland. We want to thank you so much for joining us today, and we are believing that you will get a lift of encouragement. Good morning, Lift Church. How's everyone doing? Come on. Who else wants to give one more hallelujah? Come on. Can we, for five more seconds, just give God a little bit more praise? Just a little bit more praise. Come on. Even at home or at work or the ball field or beach, you just start hollering. People are like, what are you yelling about? They think that a run just scored on the field that you're watching. That's okay. That's okay. We love on, we're loving on some Jesus and getting in our worship, and we're so glad to um, have everybody with us in person for one big experience together. Come on, y'all give it up for one another. It's good to see everybody. Sometimes we don't get to see each other, and for the summer, we wanted to be together as well as be a blessing to our dream team and also have a, a few uh, things that we can't normally do uh, when we're at two experiences at one, and you'll hear more about it like next week. Uh, we're excited that the the uh, the theme of the day is a uh, beach day, and so um, uh, we encourage you to come at 10 a.m. Invite a friend, wear your tropical shirt or or anything like that. In fact, um, make sure you know it's beach appropriate church gear. We don't want you showing up like this. Go ahead, it's uh, throw that comic up there, my friend. Um, don't want you ended up looking like that, showing up to church. Best sermon to give. Best sermon on giving ever, you know, and you're just showing up uh, uh, with very little on. Come on, I'm full of dad jokes today. I get, I get to do that. I get, that's, that's my honor to do that. And, um, uh, but then at 4 o'clock, we invite you to join us at Assateague for uh, beach baptisms, barbecued uh, burgers, and, uh, oh, a bonfire, too. So you bring, you, come on, you bring your own cooler with a few sides and, and something to hydrate yourself, and we will provide uh, burgers and cheeseburgers out there, and we would love to see you at 4 o'clock or later. We'll probably do baptisms a little closer to 5 o'clock. You're like, what part of acetique? Make sure, I think they'll tell you on the announcements, but when you go over the bridge, hang a right, you drive, what, two or three miles? before you hit that toll booth there is some sort of small toll make sure you're aware of that you can get a one-day pass but right past that toll booth on the parking right there on your left that's where we'll be hanging come and join us at the beach I'm sure my boy Terrence will have his spike ball out there if you got surfboards you can bring that out. it doesn't matter we're just gonna have some fun together sound good come on who's gonna be there let me hear you Hey, that's a good chance to invite a friend who might not uh, come to a church experience, but they'll come and hang out with some church folk and, uh, and get to know us a little bit better. So that's next week. Um, but I want to read two scriptures uh, to you as we get into this week. We called it Hero Day. It's Father's Day, and, and the greatest hero of all is the father of all fathers. And so um, I want to set something up as I read two scriptures. If you've got your Bible uh, with you, go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. If you're going to use a smart version, then I will read this next passage out of the Message Bible because I've preached that at other translations before and it caught me a little bit different at a message. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to share this message with you. But let me first read Hebrews 11, verse 8. If you're not familiar with your Bible, um, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it, it, 
a lot of people call this section like um, the, 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 the heroes of our faith or, or the book of heroes or, or just a lot of standout figures because it talks about people who lived with faith because uh, faith, is, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And it talks about a few people who lived by faith and it says in verse 8, it says, Abraham had faith and he obeyed God. And he was told to go to a land that God had said would be his. And so he left for a country he had never even seen before. So, so God spoke, and by faith Abraham obeyed, and so he left for a country he had never seen before. Hold on to that thought. Turn to Romans chapter 4, where um, once again Paul exhorts on who Abraham is and why we should look to Abraham with reverence. And it says this in Romans 4, 17, message version. Abraham was first named father, and then he became a father because he dared to trust God to do only what God could do. Raise the dead to life with a, with a word, make something out of nothing. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. Deciding not to live on the basis of what he, uh, what he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. And so he was made the father of a multitude of peoples. In other words, he became the father of our faith in other words, he became the hero of our faith. One of the first men to stand out as a hero of our faith is who we revere as the father of our faith. The first one to hear God and say, you know what? That doesn't make a lick of sense. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to trust it anyway. I'm going to trust that God's up to something. I'm going to trust his word over mine. And so on this first week of Lift Summer, I want to preach a message to you called Hero Day and talk about the father of our faith. If you would, pray with me. Father, I thank you so much that your spirit's been moving already. I, 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 I felt you ministering to people in worship. We, we honor your presence here, Holy Spirit, and we tell you to have your way and speak through us. Father, each and every one of us, myself included, would you open up our hearts ready to hear your word. Soften our hearts to receive it warmly and not with a hard heart that, that, that misses something today. Father, I pray that you tune our ear to you. I cast off every distraction and I say, let us receive all from your word today. For your word goes out and it never returns void. We pray that true in our life today as we hear it in Jesus' name. And everyone ready to hear the word said? Amen. Amen. Well, real quick, uh, another happy Father's Day to you. Abraham was the father of our faith, so I think it's appropriate to start with a father uh, joke. And, and so um, there was a man named Boudreaux. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Some of you are like, here we go, here we go. Actually, I got this one the other day from uh, one of the courteous men in our church I've ever met. Won't point any fingers, say any names, Hunter Atkins. But um, he sent me this one and said, if you think the TV and the cell phone spying on you has become bad enough, your vacuum cleaner has been gathering dirt on you for years. Come on. All right. That's for all of our conspiracy theorists right there. All right. Listen. Uh, Abraham. Abraham was the father of our faith. And I want you to write this down. Because this is the crux of everything I want to say today. 
Uh, he was the hero of our faith. The hero of our faith became a hero by faith alone. I want you to write that down. The hero of our faith became a hero by faith alone. You know, I think on the inside of every single one of us, and uh, uh, there is a desire to be a hero of sorts. Someone's hero. I want to be my kid's hero. I want to be my spouse's hero. I want to be um, uh, known as a hero in my industry. I'd like to. I'd like to be a hero at school. I, I, you know, we all have various places where we want to be heroes. There's there's a desire in us to become one, and I believe and that's why. Come on, Marvel is making bank right now because every time we see a new movie about a hero, there's something I believe on the inside of us that begins to awaken a little bit that I want to be like that. I want to, I'll, I'll wear a shirt like that. I'll become like that. And you know what? I believe that was placed by God in every single person's spirit. And why do I believe that? Because Jesus was the hero of all heroes. And God told us to follow him. Jesus told us, follow me, become like me. He said, you'll do greater things than even I do. And some inside of us goes, ha. <laughs> Yeah, right. And in other words, he was saying, I'm a hero, you be a hero. There, you are called to be a hero on this earth. While you walk this earth, God has told you to walk in Jesus' footsteps, to become a hero, to be a hero to your kids, to be a hero to your spouse, to be a hero to that lost soul who does not know Jesus yet. And if you introduce somebody to an eternity of being in heaven instead of hell, oh, that's how you become a true hero. I could be your hero, baby. <laughs> I could take away your pain. Okay. That's the best Hispanic accent I have. Sorry for all my Hispanic friends. <laughs> Listen, heroes always seem larger than life to us. But I believe God wants to rise up a hero inside of each and every one of us. You too can be a hero, for the Bible talks about all kinds of heroes in here. There's a ton of heroes in here, and you know what one of them says? Elijah, who is a mega hero, I'm talking about called down the false, uh, 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 false priests of Baal. All the Baal worshipers had a showdown, one against thousands, and he won that thing. And then the Bible said Elijah was a man just like you and I. In other words, heroes weren't... Heroes didn't die the moment the Bible was completed. You and I are called to be heroes as well. Heroes of the faith. So today I want to share with you three ways to become a hero by faith alone. Abraham became a hero not because he did a whole lot of push-ups. <laughs> not because he was exceptional with the way he raised his kids. Not because uh, uh, he read a lot of books. The Bible says he became a hero of our faith by faith alone. Here's three ways uh, to become a hero by faith alone. I hope you've got your notebook and you're ready to take a few notes. If not, use your smartphone, pop it out, set it only to that app, and let's, let's rock and roll. That, that scripture I read last, Romans chapter 4, I want to preach out of a little bit today. It said in verse 17 that Abraham was first named father, and then he became a father. He was first named father, and then he became a father. Number one, three ways to become a hero by faith alone. You become it before you are it. You become it before you are it. Abraham didn't become 
a hero after he did heroic things. He became a hero when he said, that doesn't make a lot of sense, God. (laughs) But if you said it, I believe it. Come on, what's that song? (laughs) If you said it, I believe it because you are a man of your word. Uh, 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 Okay. If you think this about me, it contradicts a lot of things I think about me. But I'm going to choose to walk in what you say about me instead of what I say about me or what anybody else says about me. You become it before you are it. I, I, I might have done this before, so I apologize if I haven't. And if I have, it's worth doing again. Uh, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for just a moment. We won't surprise you with anything, I promise. <laughs> just... Close your eyes for a minute, and I want you to imagine. I'm sorry, a little warning. It it sounds maybe like a a morbid illustration, but close your eyes and imagine you're at your own casket. You're attending your own funeral. This is an exercise I do from time to time. What is it that you want your spouse who is now walking to the podium to say about you? What is it that you want your kids who's now walking to the podium to say about you? (laughs) Your boss is about to walk up to the podium. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What do you want her to say about you? Your next-door neighbor is walking up to the podium. Your extended family member. What do you want them to say about you? You can open up your eyes. We all have very pleasant things that we wanted people to say about us. And the next question is, how in the world do I get there? We probably all had heroic things that people said about, oh, if you could hear what my, my, what my spouse just said about me. Man, my wife just rocked it from the podium. You should know who this man is. I knew him best. Let me tell you who he is. Go ahead, honey, preach it. Right? Heroic things, right? How do you become that? You become that. Before you are it. It's, it's reverse manufacturing. Uh, I want to be known as the best lover any spouse could have had. Someone who cared for me. Someone who loved me. Someone who was warm for me. Someone who thought about me. Someone who was there when I needed it most. Someone who was aware. Well, I might not be that today, but I'm going to become it before I am it. You get what I'm saying? I've got people saying they were the nicest uh, co-worker I have ever met. You might not be that today, but you become it before you are it. You step into it, and Abraham became a hero long before he was a hero. He simply obeyed God. Come on. I'm going to be gentle even when I'm not gentle now. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be present. I'm going to be loving. I'm going to be an encourager. And I may not be that today, but if I want somebody to say about about me later. I shall become that today. I'm going to become it before I am it. Our God is the God. In this scripture, he says, I am the God who calls things that are not yet as though they already were. So if God is already saying it, and you are a follower of God, you are a child of God, then why don't you just start picking up the family practice? We are the ones who call things that are not yet as though they were starting with me. Come on. You are patient. You are strong. You are useful. You are making a difference. You are called for such a time as this. I'm going to become it 
before I might feel like I am it. And you know what? I'm going to do it to my loved ones around me. Come on. Don't speak death over your kids. Speak life over your kids. I'm not going to tell you, you're such a screw up. You're such a mess up. Instead, I'm going to call you. You are a champion. You are beautiful. You ain't acting very beautiful right now. But you are beautiful. She'll prophesy it. I'm going to speak life into what I want to see. Even before you are it. And if I speak it, so I become it. You ever thought before I can't do this and then somebody had spoken life over you and you thought, you see that in me? I might be able to become it because somebody spoke it before I was it. Come on. You become a hero when you become it before you are it. Acts 26, 14 says, um, it is useless for you to fight against my will. Our King James Bible's lovers, that you might know it more affectionately as, it is not wise to kick against the goads. <laughs> like, you're resisting things that God's already said about you. Why? Why are you crushing them? Why are you not becoming them? Why not choose to become it long before you are it? I have a simple prayer that I say, if you said it, I'm going to believe it. I don't, I kind of think I read somebody else's mail. <laughs> I'm not sure if you meant that for me, but I'm going to trust it. I'm going to stand on your word. I'm not going to stand on what my friends said about me. I'm not going to stand on what society says about me. I'm not going to stand on what my mind says about me. I'm going to become who you say I am. You call out my identity, not me. Come on, repeat after me. If he said it, we believe it. If he said it, we believe it. Bump, bump, bada, bump. <laughs> Come on, John 15, 16 says, Jesus said, you did not choose me. I chose you. I appointed you. Come on, say to your neighbor right now, he chose you. Tell your second favorite neighbor, he appointed you. <laughs> Listen, that means he lifts long before I lift. Do you understand? He comes first. He starts lifting me up. He chooses me. He appoints me long before I start realizing, wow, this is a God I could worship the rest of my life. Long before I realize I am this, he's already speaking life to it. I, I become it long before I am it. And the Bible says that Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Somebody online type into the chat. It's time to go. Come on. It is time to go. It's time to bear fruit because God's already spoken something over you that you need to become it. You, you become it long before you are it. So you might as well just start acting like it. <laughs> Come on, in Jesus' name. So, see, just pray this. God, I'll go, but I'm trusting you to show up. You can, you can pray that prayer. Just, you said it, so it's on you. I, I'll go, but I'm trusting you to show up. Can you imagine Abraham? Hey, why don't you leave everything you know and go? And he's just like, uh, don't make much sense. I don't know where the next paycheck's coming from. I don't know how I'm going to feed this, my sheep. But I'll go, but I'm trusting you to show up. 
Go in the strength that is yours. God is making you into something. Trust it. Yield to it. Become it. Come on. That's the first way to become a hero by faith alone is you become it before you are it. Number two, the Bible says in verse 18, when everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. When it made no sense to hope, against all hope, in hope, Abraham believed. Number two, you believe it before you can see it. Uh, people of faith have to become just that. People who believe something before I see it. For faith is the evidence of what I cannot see quite yet, but it is confidently there. I trust it. God's word is proven true. Healing is on the way. I don't see the healing yet, but it's on the way. God, I trust your word to be true. I have lifted up my prodigal child to you, and so the restoration is on the way. I, I don't see it yet, but I believe it. I worship before the battle has ever been won. I am a person of God, and I will become a hero of somebody's faith. I am going to champion a faith that actually steps into believing it before you can see it. Come on, sometimes you're like, I don't know if it's coming. That's when you need to press into worship. And you just start praising him for what he's going to do in advance. Because we become people of faith. I already trust you. I already know it's coming. It's not if. It's when. If you said it, <laughs> I believe it. If it's printed in your Bible, if I can read it on my smartphone in the holy word, well, then you must believe it. And I must believe it. I don't see it just yet, but I'm going to stand on the promises of God. I'm going to trust his word. That means i got to get into his word so I can start expelling the lies of the things I cannot see yet, and people start becoming critics of those. You believe what? You think you'll do what? You believe you can have what? Nobody in your family's ever had that. What makes you believe that you won't repeat the same thing? Apple don't fall far from the tree. Yeah, but my God is a champion. He's more than a conqueror. He's the God who changes the name Abram, which means father of one, to Abraham, which means father of nations. If he can transform Abram to Abraham, he can transform me. He can do a great work in me. All I do is not a whole bunch of effort except saying, by faith, I believe. By faith, I walk in it. By faith, I step out in trust. By faith, I step out of the boat and I walk on water when everybody says, you dumb. Think you can walk on water. Oh, yeah? If he said it, come out on the water, I believe it. Watch this. Come on. Let's be people of faith. Let's be heroes of faith. Let's give people something to write home about because we stood on faith. You know, God thinks so highly of us. Why else would he send his, his son to die for us? Could have created a whole nother race of sorts, but he's so in love with you and I, the human race, that he would send his son to die for us. He thinks so highly of us that you and I often cannot comprehend it, and so we, we, we oftentimes cut it down. It's so hard to believe, but heroes choose to believe it anyway. I don't know what you see in me, but I believe it before I see it. I don't know why you picked me. I don't know why you chose me. I don't know why you selected me. And I don't see what you see in me, but I believe it before even I see it. 
Walk it out in faith. We don't, we don't want to stifle God with disbelief. Do you know, Jesus said in his own hometown, I was reading this morning, he was trying to move in his own hometown. And the Bible says that everyone listening, they were amazed at what he was saying. But in a few short verses, the Bible said that maybe a couple verses later, they started, I'm amazed. But isn't this the, like, boy we grew up with? I know his sisters. I know his brothers. He ain't nobody special. They start rationalizing. They start humanizing. I cannot understand how anyone could be like this. So I must pull something great down to my level. And I must decrease it down to my level as if I'm God. Instead of choosing to try to go up to God's words. Instead of choosing to go up to God's thoughts. And they start humanizing and they start pulling down and trying to rationalize. And the Bible says that they went from they were amazed to Jesus was amazed at their lack of belief. I don't want God to ever say about me, they didn't believe. And so I was limited by what I could do in their life. The Bible says that there are even times where God actually limited people so that they couldn't disbelieve. Abraham, father of our faith, God shows up with a few angels and says, by this time next year, your wife's going to have a kid. Sarah in the kitchen hears that and goes, I'm 100 years old. That's so stupid. <laughs> these guys are idiots. <laughs> Who are these people? They're funny. You funny. So the angel goes, what you laughing at? I didn't laugh. Yeah, you did. Who's funny now? Sarah. <laughs> Who's funny now? She, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. The Bible says, why do you laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? We so much get in, in the habit of just laughing the things off that our minds can't comprehend. But we don't live by our mind. We don't live by our soul or our flesh. We live by our spirit who thinks higher things, who believes higher things. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the, word, in the world. Uh, come on, above anything that we could ask or imagine, he's already there. He prays it. He believes it. So why are we trying to pull the things of God down instead of going, I believe it before I can see it. You know, one of the heroes of our house here at Lift Church is a family that joined us very early on before we launched our church. I can remember it was about November, December that a family, the Armstrong family came. And one of the heroes of our house, uh, of this house, is, is Aaron Armstrong. He was a man of character. He was a man of servanthood. He was a man who was in love with Jesus. He was a man who was in love with his family. He was a man in love with the house of God. He used to say, ministry costs money, and so what do you need, Pastor? I'm behind you. We're believing for you. He was a man of faith. He was a man of um, stature. He was a man who became a friend very quickly. And many of us did not get to grieve that in the middle of COVID, when ceremonies and memorials and funerals and weddings got all messed up, that in the middle of that, we had a, we had a ceremony because Aaron Armstrong passed away. And so um, I thought we could take a moment on Father's Day to honor one of the heroes and fathers of this house, that he believed in things before he saw it. He believed in healing before he saw it. Doctors told him, you have only days to live. And he said, I believe in a healing from my God. You know, he recovered from that and 
God gave him two more years to live because he spoke it and he believed for healing before he ever saw it. Come on. Listen. His wife was telling me that strongholds that the families have dealt with, both on her side and his side, by faith, he led them to be people who trusted God, and he saw strongholds broken off of both of them in Jesus' name. Come on. And so I'm going to invite my wife up here and their family up here. Come on, Tanisha. Would you come up here? We want to honor you. Come on, Left Church. Let's, let's give it up. Let's give it up for a family who lived by an example, a family who trusted God. Come on. Let's give it up, and let's honor right now. The memory of one of the fathers of this house, Aaron Armstrong. Get up here, Tanisha. Oh, where are the kids at? Where are the kids at? You didn't dial up today to not get up on the stage. Make your way up here. Come on. Tanisha, you might already be aware of this. But I was asking God. You, you can have a seat. I, I was asking God, what could we do to honor this man? And um, I, I started thinking about... This man was all about servanthood. You and your husband helped uh, launch our We Lift Serve City stuff, all of our outreach. And, and, and then right in the middle of it, um, you, you, you obviously, for obvious reasons, you stepped back so that you could take care of the family, and that was the right move. And then just last week, we were talking about it, and uh, I, said, I said, what can we do? And then she said, hey, Pastor Drew, we're starting an Aaron Armstrong Hope Dealer Fund. Because he's a hope dealer. Do you know that, was it the last week, or if I'm getting it right, it was the last day. Yeah. He was still day. working on plans to lift up the city of Salisbury one street at a time with the most comprehensive, complex outreach strategy I've ever seen with Jesus all up in the middle of it. And so Tanisha reached out to me, and she said, we're going to open up a fund at, uh, what is it, the Community the Foundation. Foundation and we're going to open up a fund, and they are just going to start, the family is going to start blessing families based on things that Aaron did himself. And so I want to tell you today that our staff has agreed that through our local outreach, we, her goal was to raise $5,000 so that they could start distributing checks. If they get the $10,000, it can become a... Um, um, an endowment, and, and we won't have to worry so much about funding. And I told Tanisha, put Lift Church down. We will match the first $5,000 given to this fund. Come on. In fact, throw up this website right now. If you are moved to, to join Lift Church, Lift Church is already going to put our foot forward whether you, you decide to contribute or not. If you choose to do this, we're also going to match this. Go to cfes.org slash donate, and when it asks you what fund, click the Aaron Armstrong Hope Dealer Fund. Come on, let's help them get to the endowment level. Come on, Tanisha. I'm so, we are so grateful. Um, a few nights after Aaron went to be with the Lord, we sat in my bedroom, all of us, and decided that his last work wasn't going to be, his last breath was not going to be his last work. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't know what we were going to do, but we knew we had to do something. Uh, when we came to Lift Church, I remember him saying to me, I love our motto. I lift, he lifts, I lift, we lift. Aaron believed in the body of Christ that not only were we to care for one another in the church, but that we were to go out and be the hands 
and feet of Christ. He believed in the Great Commission that we were to go and preach the gospel. And you don't just do it with your mouth. So this fund that you all pour into and all of the things that you all have done over this past almost year to pour into our family has been pushing forward the gospel in a way that he would be so pleased by and so bashful. And if you think that I cry a lot, my goodness, he would be up here bawling. He believed at 44 years old when, they was, when he was diagnosed with kidney failure that God would heal him. And we did not expect that his healing would be with the father at 47, but it is. And yet, the goodness of God was that we had a good father, and I had a good husband, and this church had a good member, and he loved Pastor Drew and Pastor Lauren so very much, and he loved you guys, the church. Thank you so much. So listen, if you feel moved to contribute to that today, their the desires to do with that fund are in alignment with our, our values as well. Uh, go figure since you helped shape it. <laughs> and so anyway, if you'll do that, um, uh, can we give it up for the family one more time? Thank you all so much for coming up. I want to share one more thing that Tanisha said. And um, when, when we were on the phone talking about it, she said this, that... Um, Lift is showing my children that walking with the Lord is never in vain. We might go through some difficult times. And we might wonder what God is up to. Like, I don't see what God is up to. But I believe that even this is just one way for people to see what God's up to. Even before it fully actualizes. Come on, if y'all with me, give me one more amen. Philippians 1.6 says this. I am certain that God who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Come and join me up here. Tell your neighbor, believe it even before you can see it. Come on, preach it to him right now. Help me preach. Tell your neighbor, believe it even before you can see it. You might need to tell yourself. Number three, I don't really have much time for, but we're going to close with this. Three ways to become a hero by faith alone. Number one, you, you, you become it before you are it. Number two, you believe it before you can see it. And number three, you trust it before you can sabotage it. Verse 16 said, Abraham, deciding to live not on the basis of what he couldn't do, but on the basis of what God said he would do. Number three, you trust it before you sabotage it. I want to finish with a ministry moment today. What is it that God has been speaking to you? What is it that you've been resisting, but you know you need to step out in faith and do? It might be a big thing. It might be a little thing. It might be a character thing. It might be a, a life embodiment thing. It might be becoming a part of the team. It might be taking the next step and getting baptized. It might be just joining the dream team. It might be reaching out to your next door neighbor. It might be sharing the gospel with your coworkers. It might be telling your testimony to your kids. I don't know what God's been speaking to you, but I have a sense that the Holy Spirit's been speaking something to you. And the first thing the enemy does is he tries to flood in and go, well, you can't do that. 
you're not qualified to do that. You'll jack things up if you do that. You'll screw things up. You'll give God a bad name if you do that. The, my Bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, our God will raise up a standard against him. Come on. He'll lift up a wall that resists him. For if you just trust and believe by faith that God can do all things. Oh, he can do all things but fail because he's never lost a battle. Okay. Sounds better when you sing it, Sean. If you said it, will you believe it today? Before you sabotage it, will you trust it? Let's have a moment right now in prayer. Just bow your head, close your eyes, open up your hands, and just have a moment of prayer, individual prayer. God, whatever it is that you have spoken to us, whatever it is that you want us to hear today, Father, would you say it one more time as we are silent and still. No moving around for a minute. Let's just let God speak. Action plans, strategies, next steps. They're being spoken over you. Will you trust it before you sabotage it? Quit sabotaging your own success and let Jesus become the hero of that. God, if you said it, I believe it. In Jesus' name, I pray these dreams come alive. You said that we would be dreamers of dreams, that we would see visions, and we would become people of faith. And so, Father, I pray the same spirit that overcame death in the grave through Jesus Christ. That spirit come alive in us and breathe life into these dreams, these words that you have spoken. That we will go out in confidence. We will not cut it down. We will not sabotage it. But we will become it before we see it. We don't understand why you dropped that on us. We don't understand how you love us so much. We don't understand how you could believe in us so much. But you do. So I'm going to believe it. And I pray that a spirit of belief rises up in this place. Oh, come on. I feel the spirit of the Lord bringing belief in this place. And so our only response is the word amen, which means let that be done. If you agree with it, say amen. Come on, say amen before you even believe it. Say amen. Let the church simply say amen. Before I finish, if you're in this place, say, Pastor Drew, I sense God is doing something right now. But I haven't been right with God. You know, the number one thing that we sabotage before we trust it is this. <laughs> we have trouble trusting that God would forgive you the stupid things you've done oh I've done screwed up too much there's no way Pastor Drew God would forgive me for that and I want to tell you I'm standing here today rebuking the lie of the devil God wants to forgive you today today can be a brand new start you can unpack your bags of guilt and shame and you can leave it here today right at your seat how Pastor Drew do I got to pray a lot run a bunch of laps Meet with you and do a course afterward? The answer is no. Simply today, believe it by faith. Become a hero by faith and faith alone. If that's you in this place with every head bowed, every eye closed, you say, Pastor Drew, I'm ready to unpack my bags. I'm ready to get right with the Lord. Would you just slip your hand high up in the air? I'm not going to call you down. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to know who says today is my day. I'm making a change. Come on. I see hands all over the room. I thank you that those online are saying that's me. Come on. Just write it in the chat. Pastor Drew, that's me. Include me in this prayer. 
And we're just going to pray a prayer of belief that declares God as Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Jesus, come on, a whole church. Let's not have anybody pray alone. Say, Jesus, I give you my life today. I've messed up. I've sinned. I've done some things I'm not proud of. I've let myself down, and I've hurt you. Jesus, I'm sorry. Father, will you forgive me for those sins? Give me a brand new start. I take up what you did for me. You saved me when you died on the cross in my place. I deserved that. I deserved to be whipped. And you did it in my place so that I could be free.